Hey everyone, welcome to TV Addicts Anonymous, where every media junkie is welcome. And this is Jay here, and today I'm very excited to be reviewing one of my all-time favorite movies, arguably the best Marvel comic book, any one of those types of movies, and that is 2017's Logan. This movie is amazing. It, just besides Deadpool, was one of the first R-rated comic book Marvel films, and I would almost say this to be considered the first R-rated movie. I mean, uh, Deadpool, it's too much of like a comedy and a parody. Like, this is a serious R-rated drama, and it's so brutal. And, I mean, basically, I guess this movie is kind of like Deadpool without all the humor. But it's just, oh, it's so good. Everything about this film, um, I remember just loving it when I first watched it and it's really long but it keeps you engaged the entire time and despite what people say and talk about the X-Men universe which there's ups and downs I like X-Men 1 and 2 I like Days of Future Past and um Dark Phoenix was fine um <laughs> I think Michael Fassbender's Super Gorge who plays young Magneto and they made you care about these characters so much even if all the movies weren't good like by the time we got to this movie to see charles xavier spoiler alert die and see logan spoiler alert die was very impactful especially for i think it would i think it's impactful for people who haven't watched the x-men movies i would say it's still very impactful for them but for me, especially watching these movies since, like, I think the first one came out in 2000. Yeah, it did. Came out, next one came out in 2000, so 20 years. So this movie is kind of the same sadness as seeing Iron Man die, spoiler alert, in Endgame. Um, it just for a different universe. And obviously Endgame is just way different. And I think, I honestly, I don't even think Endgame is a better film. Um, but that's a later discussion. I'm actually going to have a podcast. I'm going to do an episode putting those two movies together. Because I think they're kind of they're kind of ends of an era i know dark phoenix was technically the last one but let's be honest logan feels like the last one for that movie franchise and endgame is kind of the end of this infinity war cycle of movies so i want to put them up together i think those two movies would be good together but anyway let me get this ready um i'm gonna react to the i'm gonna start reacting to the trailer so if you want to play along at home you can but Obviously, there's no audio, or there's no visual, just audio. So I'm going to be reacting to the trailer. I love this trailer. What did you do? Charles, the world is not the same as it was. This song, it's so like Western feel. Mutants. They're gone now. Mutants are gone now. So bloody and visceral. Really awesome. And I just remember seeing this trailer and just being like, this is this is different. This is new. Oh, and then seeing Charles Xavier there, like in that big tower in the beginning. And obviously I was a f I'm a comic book fan, so I knew of the old man Logan comic book run. And I knew that what the, that's what this was based on. So I knew going into it, it was going to be about X-23. 
Oh, so it's, it's so good. It gets you so pumped for this movie. And I love trailers that do that. I'm a big fan of trailers. Infinity War is one of my favorite trailers. Interstellar has one of the best trailers. They used to be really bad. Oh, that scene when he's just running at him, like, he's perfectly cast as Wolverine. And she grabs his wrist. And it's just very, it feels like the end. Logan. Yes. So I was very, very pumped to see this movie when it first came out. And that's such an awesome trailer. I love it. Um, Alright, so let's get into this. So this movie came out March 3rd, 2017. Uh, the director is James Mangold, and he also did The Wolverine, the one before this, and that really isn't that good of a movie. Um, It's cool what it's from of the years when Wolverine was in Asia and got the katana and everything, but the movie just didn't come out as good as people wanted to. I mean, it wasn't as bad as x-men origins um ryan reynolds and deadpool makes fun of that all constantly but no this movie i think it's just because it had so much freedom to just be so real and almost like post-apocalyptic i mean it definitely post-apocalyptic for mutant kind but it just had that very like dirty grungy western feel and i loved it so it came first in the box office that weekend um making 88.4 million dollars um, number two was Get Out, um, that Jordan Peele horror movie. That is a really awesome movie. Jordan Peele is a really awesome director. I saw Us. It wasn't as good as Get Out. It was, it was decent, and it was there was a cool twist at the end. But I actually called the twist of Us. If you know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to spoil Us because I'm not reviewing that movie. Um, but I saw it right in the first scene. I literally said the twist at the end as a joke. Um, and so Get Out came in second, making tw bringing in $28.2 million that weekend, but it had already been out. Logan came out that weekend with 88, and they actually, the, uh, Get Out came out February 24th, so like a couple weeks before that movie came out with 33.4 million February 24th. So by the time this movie came out, it was still making 30 million in that weekend, so that's really good. Number three was The Shack. And I'm not sure what The Shack's about. If it's about the book, The Shack, which is about, like, God or something, that's what I'm thinking. I'm going to look into it. With Sam Worthington. Yeah, a grieving man receives a serious personal invitation to meet God at a place called The Shack. So I remember really, really, really liking that book. Sam Worthington, the guy from, um, if you don't know, he's the guy based from Avatar. That's really his biggest thing. I'm not a huge fan. Um... I'm forgetting something else big that he was... Oh, yeah, okay, he was in Release the Kraken. <laughs> Those movies. Uh, the Clash of the Titans. Yeah, so that, so nothing great. Um, all right, so it didn't do great. I got 6.3 on IMDb. But I remember really, really liking that book, so maybe I'll like the movie. I'll have to check it out. I didn't realize that. I think I guess I heard they were making a movie, but I don't know. But anyway, that weekend, that also came out, going up against Logan. That only made $16.2 uh, Number four in the box office was Batman, the Lego Batman movie, um, making 11.8. That had already been out for like a month. That came out February 10th, making uh, $53 million on its debut. So by the time a month later, it's still in theaters, coming in third, going up against Logan, making $11 million. That's really good. 
That movie is awesome. Uh, John Wick 2, that also came out um, when Lego Batman came out, February 10th. So that had also been out for a month. And that made $4.85 million in the box office a month later. That's really good. And then um, I usually only do the top five that came out that weekend, but I'm going to do the number six before I fall because that also debuted that weekend but came in six behind all those other movies. Um, only making 4.7 million. It made like literally point, I mean, um, yeah, just, just below John Wick. Before I fall, I don't remember this movie at all. Um, Zoe Dutch Douche. Zoe Douche, I think is her name. I'm just kidding. No, it's not her name at all. Um, it just, it looks like a drama. It's like a drama, mystery, fantasy, bullshit. I don't know. It didn't do good. So that's so it did win out the box office that weekend, bringing in 88.4. The budget for this movie was 97 million dollars, and domestically it brought in 226, and worldwide made 619 million dollars. That's a lot of movie, or a lot of movie. That's a lot. This is a lot of movie, but no, that's a lot of money for an R-rated movie, just in general, because it's just a smaller demographic. Of people can see it so that's amazing let alone it being an x-men movie and because it's not even just a comic book movie it's also has this stigma now of like oh this is one of those x-men movies but it's so different but i think logan has the character wolverine always resonated with people for some reason i don't know why um out of all the x-men uh so that's why he had three of his own movies and he's a huge part of three four other movies of just x-men movies so i uh can i just i guess i can see why people like him hugh jackman is just perfectly casted as him and i mean i think they did really good casting with everyone in this x-men franchise and i'm going to be really interested to see what they do in the mcu so the reviews imdb gave it an 8.1 out of 10 um that's really good rotten tomatoes critics gave it a 93 percent that's really awesome. And the audience gave it less. The audience gave it a 90, which I'm surprised by that. I thought audience would give it more, but critics really like this movie. And it was just a very well-made, awesome movie. So obviously, top build is Hugh Jackman. And the same year, he did Greatest Show, like Greatest Showman came out. So that's insane that he did Greatest Showman in this, in the, this movie. And Greatest Showman is an awesome, really big movie. Um, Hugh Jackman has done a lot of things. He's really, I mean, let's be honest, famous for Wolverine. I only know of him a few of the ones that I remember, so I'm going to talk about that. Like, I remember the movie Chappie in 2015 about, like, a robot or some shit. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it was about, but then also Real Steel in 2011 was about, like, a fighting robot. It was kind of like those Sockum Bopper toys, but, like, in real life with, like, huge-ass machines actually killing people. 2012, he was in Les Miserables. Um, I honestly never watched that. It's with him and the Catwoman there, and Hathaway, pretty sure. I don't know, I've never seen it. 2014, he did Days of Future Past, which is probably my favorite X-Men movie. That's a really good one. Mostly because that scene, when he wakes up back in the 80s or whatever, and he's, like, shirtless in bed, and his veins are popping, like, whoa. I think, like, in the theater, or wherever I watched it, I audibly gasped. I was like, <gasps> um, <laughs> that's what, how ripped he was. That's how I reacted. Um, in 2009, he did X-Men Origins Wolverine, 
Again, not a good movie. I really, really wanted to like it. I liked Deadpool in the beginning when he was talking, and that's eventually what Deadpool movie got. And then just not even going to hash out Origins. We all know what happened. Um, and he also voiced the game. He voiced the game for, like, all of the X-Men movies. So he voiced Wolverine in the games as well. I don't know if I ever played any of the games. Um, let's see here. I think I did try one of the games. I don't remember what for, and it might have been Origins. It was one of the... I remember playing Wolverine. Not in the X-Men Legends. I don't know if you remember that mo that game for PlayStation 2. Um, let's see. 2006, he did X-Men 3. <laughs> uh... That was the worst X-Men movie, probably in the franchise. I don't know, a lot of people don't like Apocalypse, but Apocalypse just has to be better because it's just bigger, um, better budget. Okay, and he, let's see, he did a lot in 2003, because um, he did X-Men in 2000, which is really good, and then X2, which is actually one of my favorite of the original X-Men films, X2, of the X1, 2, and 3, and then they came back and did the younger people in Days of Future Past, but before that, the original X-Men, I love the second one, but also in 2003, he did, um, Van no, actually in 2004, he did Van Helsing, so that's cool, um, I really loved that movie, and, okay, no, he did all of this in 2003, six he did x3 the fountain the prestige flushed away and happy feet so the prestige is i heard a really awesome movie i honestly haven't seen it and i've that's what i mostly know of hugh jackman from too where they make magicians cool so i do want to watch prestige um and i'm probably gonna do a podcast about it because now every time i watch a movie i feel compelled to do notes in case i'm gonna do a podcast um and yeah, so that's basically what he's known for. Um, I really remember loving Van Helsing. And for some reason, like I saw that movie a bunch. I'm pretty sure I own it. And I don't know why I like that movie. It was really cool. He was just so cool as like the vampire hunter. And he was just thought very well the cast for that. And I remember the chick, Kate Beckinsale, was like so gorgeous. I love her in Underworld. And... So just Hugh Jackman and Kate Beckinsale playing off each other is awesome. That's probably why I love the movie so much. And so second build is Patrick Stewart. Um, and we all know everything Patrick Stewart does. Star Trek Next Generations, a million Star Trek movies, a million Family Guy and American Dad shows. He was in Ted 1 and Ted 2. Basically anything with uh, McFarlane. <laughs> um, he's also in a new Star Trek show about Picard. Um, it's called Picard, but obviously about his character Picard. And he's in, he's, or he's Bosley, evil Bosley in the new Charlie's Angels film. Spoiler alert, he's evil. Uh, so he actually plays a bad guy. That movie wasn't great, I really wanted it to be, because Charlie's Angels is cool. I actually liked the original film. Not the, uh, not the original show, well the original show I watched with my grandmother, I don't really remember it, but the original movie, um, with Drew Barrymore and Lucy Liu. All right, and then third build, which I want to talk about her, was uh, Daphne Keen. Is it Daphne Keen? Did I spell that right? It's like spelled weird. She the she plays Laura X twenty three. She is amazing. She really really nailed this role. Yeah, it's Daphne, but it's D A F N E. And for having such little lines, it's insane. Like she really, I mean, she's probably I don't know over. In the third act of the movie, she finally started talking, and it's so good. The, how much that she could portray 
with like with no lines is really awesome and i think she's gonna go far in this industry she's a really good actress i loved her and she was just ruthless her character like when she's fighting people like it's crazy i would be fucking scared seeing her running at me she's only been in four things including this um in 2015 she did a spanish show called the refugees which sounds like a cool concept but everyone said the show wasn't good i was reading the reviews but it's basically like three billion people refugees come from the future to live in our present um that's kind of a cool idea but apparently it wasn't executed well and she she's in a new bbc show called his dark materials and then she's in a movie called anna or anna ana um but yeah she was only born 2005 so when she was filming this movie she was probably between 10 and 11 because when it came out she that was 12 years later and it probably took a year to film so and now she's 15 so she was so young filming this and i really enjoyed it her banter with back and forth between her and logan is just everything it's a huge part appeal of this movie and i really love it now my next segment let's get into favorite moment definitely i think my favorite moment and the favorite moment of a movie is just the you're just the that's how it's what it's described as your favorite moment the best part of this movie what you get most excited for what you talk about and i just rewatched this movie it was my second time watching it and i remember it coming up and i was like yes the desert train chase scene when he's driving that beat up limo through the desert and he like is racing against the train it's just so good you just get so in the film you're like this is so badass and there's so many of them and you just saw um laura come out and she's just shredding him apart and you're like yeah like she when she walks out with the fucking head <laughs> so insane um so it's that or it's at the end of the movie when logan injects himself with all the serum and he starts running through the woods and you just hear him screaming coming and there's one shot where you just hear him screaming and she looks up and she's kind of like relieved like oh here comes daddy um okay that was really creepy uh, but yeah and he was a daddy in this movie but i don't want her saying that but yeah so it was awesome but i think the best moment has to go to the desert train chase scene it was just awesome um my favorite line there's a lot of good lines in the in this um i think at the very end when he's dying and this is so sad and i was like crying writing these notes down even on second watch i was crying and he said don't be what they made you and it's awesome he goes don't be what you made what they made you and then she calls him daddy for the first time and it's so sad and you're kind of you can see on her face she's like looking around like doesn't want this to be happening and, and then he kind of looks at her and goes this is what it feels like and so that's that's an amazing line the this is what it feels like or the don't be what they made you but another one one of my runner-up lines was this what this is what it feels like as a callback to earlier when he's talking to the last time he ever talks to charles actually he's putting him to bed before he dies and he basically charles tells him like there's still time for you he's like this night with this family eating dinner he's like this is what life looks like like you should take a moment and feel it so and at the very end he goes this is what life is like actually loving someone and it's so good like this movie is so well written um I just, all the lines, there's, there's so many good ones, and I love it. I just, I know that, I don't really know. I know it got some awards and wins, but I just really think it should have won uh, an Oscar. I know it's probably a hot take. Not a hot take. A lot of people really like this movie. But no, of just... Um, because people still don't think that superhero movies should win Oscars. I don't know why. Uh, I mean, it was, 
it did get a nominee. It got um nominee for best adapted screenplay and it won 26 other awards, but I th- I think it should have got best adapted screenplay. Um Call Me By Your Name did end up winning that year and I th- that is a really good movie and Army Hammer is totally hot, but I think this movie should have got it. Um I think it was subject matter that made them choose that over Logan. Just that it's like a gay movie, and so they kind of wanted to, which is good that 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 gay movies are getting representation. But also, they just it's still um, R-rated comic book movie, and they were probably didn't. I mean, they gave it a nom, but they probably would have never had it win. So that sucks. I wanted it to. But anywho, this movie's awesome. Let's get into the four H's. The four H club. That is humor, heroes, heart, hotties. Humor, heroes, heart, hotties. And this movie isn't full of humor, honestly. It's not a comedy. There is a lot of levity, and I like a lot of the humor in this movie, but it's um, not where that's not really supposed to be a strong suit. But it really did shine through, like, the moments with him and her, and, like, when she's, like, playing with the, like, lock on the door and the windows and stuff, and and he's basically him just struggling to be a parent, which is really funny, and just her not, she's, like, to me, she was very, like, situationally aware and smart in that area and, like, knew when things were in danger and how to fight and stuff like that, but then she just didn't understand the rules of society. So you can tell that she was, like, trained to be a soldier, but she just wasn't trained to be a human and so she would just walk into gas stations and like steal shit that poor gas station clerk first she goes in and steals shit and he tells her like you have to pay for that and then logan like comes in all bloodied up and steals cigars and shit and a phone charger and then later that day the people from transigen transigen i think that's what it is it's the evil corporation that made her that's chasing him comes in and fucking tortures him right after i remember writing i was like the poor fucking gas station clerk must hate his life today um so there's a lot of good things i love at the end when the kids when he's at eden the kids and they shave his <laughs> beard and it makes him look like classic wolverine he's like that is not funny um and yeah and it was really hilarious so yeah i mean i'm not gonna say that this movie is like hilarious one of the funniest movies out there but it does bring a lot of good levity to it and i like that um so i'm gonna give the humor of this movie, a six and a half out of ten. Shikshin a All right, so we talk about heroes. I mean, come on. Logan is, Wolverine is just one of the best heroes, and so is X-23. She's badass. And I know that they're killing people, so I guess they're technically, like, anti-heroes, but they're awesome. And then Charles Xavier, like, it's so sad when he's trying to, when he's hurting everyone with his seizures, and he's, like, he's carrying him through the lobby, and he sees all the chaos that he did, and he's like, I'm sorry. And, like, you just know that he's an amazing person person too and such a good hero and so many scenes like the when i was talking about the even just the opening scene with logan and he like oh (laughs) where those guys just beat the shit out of him and then he gets pissed and just slaughters them because he was trying not to kill him and just he's really a good person but he's just put over and over in his long ass life which i did the math and he's like must have been born in the early 1700s and he doesn't want to be a bad guy but he just is put in all these situations where he has to be and so that's why i'm glad this movie is rated r because all the other movies downplayed his violence just because of their ratings and they wanted to be more of a hero but wolverine is not just a hero he's an anti-hero especially in this um run of comics the old man logan run so yeah so when in he's an awesome driver when he's driving that fucking limo somehow (laughs) 
And he's so, like, the fighting scenes for both X-23 and Wolverine, and then X-24, when he gets into that later, is so brutal. Um, just all the blood and guts and him just, like, stabbing people right through the head. And when him, when his claw gets stuck and he, like, pulls it out, oh, it's so good. And then Caliban, he was also a really good hero, too. I mean, he got tortured to be forced to use his tracking powers to find them. And when he finally gets a chance to fight back, he grabs grenades and blows himself up to kill some, some of them and sacrifice himself because he didn't want to do that so the heroes are just amazing and i love every part of these heroes like i they're the perfect for me um and then just at the end like i said when he shoots him up with all that serum himself up with all that serum and he just doesn't give up and when he's fighting his clone and it he just has so much inner strength and well and he just won't give up he wouldn't let himself die until the kids were safe um so to me the hero is going to be a perfect 10. I have to do a 10 out of 10 for heroes. So let's get into heart. This movie has a lot of fucking heart as well. Um, I cried almost twice. I think on first year I cried twice when Professor died and then when he died. And oh my god, the scene when the Professor dies and he's burying him, it's so sad. It, uh, and she just kind of grabs, silently grabs his wrist. And I loved her reaction too. Like when she was still tied up from X-24 and Logan saves her and puts her in the trunk, or not in the trunk, puts her in the car. And she looks out back in the trunk and sees the Charles's dead body and just her scream. And you can just see her like anger, sadness, frustration, just everything in that scream. It was awesome. I mean, awesomely sad. And that monologue when Professor is, when he thinks he's talking to Logan, but it's actually X-24, is so good. And he says, like, this is the happiest I've been in a long time. And, uh, and then he kills him. And then later, when Lo the real Logan comes in, he goes, it wasn't me. He, like, looks that to see that he has, like, three stabs through his chest um, that he knows that the other Wolverine did that. And he's like, it wasn't me and he carries him up to the car so much heart and then of course when logan dies at the oh and then let's talk about the family the family that they run into and this is all happening at this family's house which the son was mg from uh legacy is it's a cw show spinoff of the vampire diaries spinoff it's a double spinoff it's still in the same universe and that was so sad and my biggest concern was the horses when they got freed on the highway i was like are these horses gonna be okay and then the professor used his powers last time and made and calmed down all the horses that was awesome so yeah there's just so much heart in this movie i love it um i but when the when wolverine dies at the end it is so gut gut-wrenching and so sad and just well done because they did such a good job of him and her relationship where she was she takes after him so she's kind of like not like i don't care that you don't want to be a father like this is happening sorry and it's and he just kind of i just eventually just gives in like i mean they just they even just scream at each other at some points and he like tells her to shut up and but they just have this bond that goes so deep and when he dies and sacrifices himself for them and he says go and don't be what they made you so sad and i love the line too where she goes you're dying and you want to die because and she finds like the adamantium bullet which she ends up using at the end to kill x24 which if you think about hugh jackman had to play x24 as well so he was like playing off himself like he gets so amped up like how would he gets that like feral it's insane and she goes the professor told me and he goes what else does she tell when she says you're dying and you want to die and she goes the professor told me and he's like oh what else did he tell you she's like to not let 
at you. And that was right after the professor died. Ugh, so good. So much heart. Um, the heart's gonna have to be way up there too. I'm gonna give the heart a nine out of 10. All right, and my last and favorite category is hotness. Yes, Hugh Jackman is freaking hot. So, like, he's so, even when he's like, you can tell, and they did such a good job with the makeup of aging up these actors, but even him aged up, like that one scene when he's like helping out the horse people fight off the cowboys, which that's such a good scene too. Like when they piss off the cowboys, but then later when like the family's been slaughtered by X-24 and then the cowboys come up and run into X-24 and it's just like so much tension building and like so many balls up in the air and you're like, oh, um, that was awesome. And he just fucking annihilates them. He just slaughters them. Like just insane. Laying waste. A lot of waste was laid. Lane was laid. A lot of waste was laid this episode. Um, this episode. This movie. And so, but Hugh Jackman, yeah, when he's helping out the horse people fight the cowboys and he's in a tank top. Whoa. Gorge. Sploosh. And a lot of veins going on. So, definitely some roids. I'm, I'm just gonna put that out there. Like, Hugh Jackman, he probably doesn't do roids all the time, but definitely when he's playing Wolverine, he's on us on roids. <laughs> and it's fine by moi. But yeah. So, I mean, he's really the hotness of the movie. Him and then his younger version. But he's aged up. There's really not other hot people in the movie. So I'm not gonna give it, like, a perfect 10, which it could be. Like, I feel like hotness in Days of Future Past is probably a perfect 10. I think I'm gonna go with an 8. Hotness in this movie is 8 out of 10. And he is so gorge. Like, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. He's so perfectly cast and just amazing. I love him. So, the average of all that equals 8.5. 37 8.37 so let's just that's a 8.4 round that up to an 8.0 so that's a really good score um i like that for this movie awesome scout and let's see so the chip we get that is 8 out of 10 that is a great chip that means this movie is so good you guys this movie is so good um i think that's i haven't got a 9 or a 10 yet but this movie is so freaking good and i just totally agree i love there's so much to talk about in this movie. It's so good. I love how they talk about the... They show the old X-Men comic books, and that comes back into play. Um, just a lot of really, really cool things. The whole, like, building all these kids... are essentially building, but creating mutants in the lab. Mutants have been dead, and now they're making their own mutants. Um, which just kind of makes sense that they would start uh, making their own mutants, being able to pick your own powers, and making soldiers. That would be what would happen. But yeah, so this movie is awesome. I give it an 8.4 out of 10. It's a really high praise from me. I love it. It's still rewatchable. It is kind of long, so I don't know how rewatchable it is. But I mean, for me, on the second watch, I was still totally engaged, and I loved it. So um, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. That would be awesome. If you're listening to this on, on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, just give us a review. That would be amazing. I'm going to be start adding him some different things other than reviews. I'm going to start putting movies up against each other. I want to do like brackets of characters to go up against each other. And that should be really fun. And you can follow me on Instagram at jsnowden. If you want to email me, I have an email at tvaddictsanonymous at gmail.com. That's tvaddictsanonymous at gmail.com. As always, guys, use protection. And you always thought we were a part of God's plan. But maybe, maybe... We were God's mistake.